2: the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government.
0: The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists attitudes, prejudices
1: It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of
0: space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes.
2: Perception is the key and the heart is the solution.
0: Heart perception will change everything.
2: I'm your host, Ryan Gable. And you're listening to the Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com, or find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You can also check out our website at www.thesecretteachings.info for the show archive the montages that we play, and more, including top news stories, it's all on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. I know last week we had some technical issues on the network with The Secret Teachings. Uh, one episode of the week before that on a Friday was uh, an outside external error. Something went wrong Uh Potentially, I know there was like a DDoS attack or something on the network from what I heard. So that was an issue. Uh, I was also sensitive on Facebook, the show we did with Don Lester and David Parker. So there was an issue there. And then I know last week I had my son Wednesday, which I always do. So we didn't have a new show Wednesday, but uh, we did, did a show uh, about Krampus at the end of the week, and I, apparently that show didn't fully air properly, which is weird because some people message me and they say, Hey, Ryan, why is the show not airing? And, you know, I'm dealing with things, so I can't respond to a hundred emails, you know, t- during a show or even if it's pre recorded or something. So um, other people say, No, I heard the show fine. And then I can't figure out, like, did you hear the show that was supposed to air or did you hear a backup show? Were you listening to the live stream? What were, So it's just there's a lot going on, and you'll have to please excuse the issues with uh, the technicalities on the network. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, although I'm a big part of the Fringe FM, uh, Joe Roop has built this network and uh, with the help of a handful of other people, and Joe runs the whole thing himself virtually. So it's like four computer monitors his computers and him in his apartment I've, I've been in there, and it's just him. so he has to sleep sometimes he has to he has other stuff to do. sometimes he has a life outside of these four computer monitors. Uh, well, sometimes he does. so I'm just offering a little defense for Joe, a little defense for the network and asking for some uh patience with any technical issues or errors that might occur. Uh, sometimes the server I'm not sure of the technicalities but sometimes the server kind of gets plugged up or something happens I'm not sure what they call it in uh, in that world what the technical term is but things get backed up things get messed up and you know there are errors Uh, sometimes you have to reload the page you know when you're listening to to anything I mean it could be you could be listening to InfoWars for all that matter all matters and it's Sometimes you have to reload that page. It just doesn't work, you know, or something's overloaded or there's a hack attack or, you know, something goes wrong. So just be aware of that. Uh, We're in the process, as we have been for a bit, but it's becoming uh, closer to the end of this process of getting the network to a place where it will be fully automated. But again, it's like one guy working on this for the most part, uh, working on the technical side of things. So that's, that's mostly what Joe's doing. Um, while I'm focused on The Secret Teachings, but I'm also focused on other uh, network-related things pertaining to other hosts and trying to get the plane off the ground more so. I mean, we have great ratings on the fringe. People know who we are. We've been around a long time. The Secret Teachings has been around two and a half times longer than the network has been. And uh, I appreciate all of you who have stuck with us over the years, and uh, you'll see that even big shows like you know, whether it's InfoWars or it could be Ground Zero or it could be any show. I mean, there are errors on those shows, too. There are issues and technical glitches and things like that. So, again, thank you for sticking with us. This is just so you understand what's going on. And uh, I hope that we can provide you with a an interesting topic tonight. One that I've discussed in part on a number of shows this year. And... Perhaps in the past I've mentioned it, but I've done one big show, one big show this year on the secret teachings on this topic. And this topic could really be expanded and you, I mean you could have an entire show dedicated to this topic uh, five nights a week, really. There, there, there are so many different individual things that could be addressed. I'll give you an example. The Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA here in the United States, has more than 80 to 85, some say less, some say more, but they can't even identify all of them, which is really scary. 80 to 85,000 chemicals listed on its inventory of substances that fall under the Toxic Substances Control Act, the TSCA. So those are just chemicals that fall under the TSCA the Toxic Substances Control Act 80 plus thousand chemicals now i've heard numbers and i don't know if there's a uh, there's got to be a count somewhere but apparently the EPA doesn't know from what i've been reading today i looked up uh, uh, and found an article from chemical and engineering news c and e n i looked up some other Uh, news-like articles, uh, reports on chemicals and the EPA and things like this, just to kind of get an idea, because I remember watching a documentary on chemicals once, and they said something, I think it was called The Human Experiment. And if you've you've flipped through Netflix or one of these other uh, providers of streaming content, uh, I know a lot of you canceled Netflix because of cuties, so good for you. Um, I don't pay for it myself. There, there's a documentary called, I think it's called Human Experiment, there's like a baby on the front, and there's a bunch of chemicals and stuff like that around the baby. And, or the it's the Human Experiment, or the, so, something, to, I think it's the Human Experiment. And it talks about how there are all these chemicals that are in use. I think they quote in the documentary 70-something, I think it's like 72, or it's in the 70s, 70, 70,000 synthetic chemicals that have been manufactured and that are either in use, out of use, or a lot of them are kind of unknown. So, the Toxic Substances Control Act is an inventory of these chemicals, and the EPA is required to designate the chemicals on this list as being active or inactive. And so, even if you have, let's say, you manufacture a chemical, something synthetic. And it's going to, of course, be toxic, some more toxic than others, regardless of the dose. And you manufacture this chemical, and you've dumped it into the environment in this real-world laboratory for, it could be decades. And you didn't really do any safety testing. You knew it was toxic, so the safety testing you did, you buried. You got approval anyway because of the rubber stamp of these agencies and the, the product the chemical goes out into nature and maybe some environmental groups or some scientists or whatever they go about and do some research and they find this chemical is causing let's say you know cancer in in horses or something i, I don't know anything and they can prove it without a doubt And maybe that research is even done by the chemical company that has released it because they have a new chemical they want to release. Maybe the media and maybe the public are kind of skeptical of chemical companies. So the chemical company says, well, this chemical we released years ago that we've been, you know, spraying and dumping. And, you know, some people say it's linked to horse cancer. We're going to pull this chemical because we care about the environment, right? That's what they tell you. And then they're going to replace it with something else. And this has actually happened uh, with Bayer-Monsanto. They've claimed that they're going to begin removing glyphosate from Roundup and other chemicals. uh, And they're going to replace it with dicamba. And I wrote about dicamba in my book, Food Philosophy. Dicamba is arguably worse than glyphosate. But see, people feel that the problem is glyphosate. That's what most people know. They know Monsanto. They know glyphosate. And that's the base problem level of knowledge that the average person has which is not a bad thing it's just most people don't spend their time reading about synthetic chemicals i don't even do that so they t- they they say they're going to pull this chemical but they're going to replace it with something else so we don't question well what is this other chemical what is dicamba what is this other chemical that this the this in this this hypothetical scenario what's this other chemical this company's releasing so one chemical they've released they lied about Or they were dishonest, they were disingenuous, they were misleading us about. They finally pull that and they introduce a new chemical, which is even worse, probably. And what happens to the chemical that then becomes inactive? Well, the moment that the EPA says this chemical is inactive, and let's say the company stops manufacturing it, uh, that doesn't mean that it's not going to be in the environment anymore. And I think that's... A major problem we have as individuals with our perception of authority and our perception of what is healthy and what is safe as opposed to what is unhealthy and what is dangerous. We rely so heavily on what an authority tells us. We don't go to question where that authority got their information, what makes them an authority besides our perception and our allowance of that title. And what it implies, we don't ask them for any evidence or any proof. We just assume, oh, chemical company A is no longer manufacturing chemical XYZ. So that must mean that the new chemical is safer because this is more modern science. The old chemical was released 20 years ago. And they know that this chemical is safer. They've done the research. They've tested it. It's been proven. But they don't ever tell you what it's been tested to do or what it's been proven to do. They don't tell you that it was tested and they found that 97% of the things that they tested it on exploded or, or they died or they transferred to another dimension. I don't know. And they don't tell you what it's been, you know, proven to do. It's been proven to what? Make you sicker? It's been proven to kill crops. It's been proven to give you cancer. It's been proven to destroy your body's ability to defend itself. Like, what exactly has it been proven to do? These are the words that psychologists, advertisers, and marketers use to manipulate and persuade the public or public opinion into accepting or at least into accepting subconsciously and sort of dismissing any notion that there's any danger because the EPA has approved something or the FDA has approved something or the USDA has put their stamp on something. And so we're always clamoring, we're always yelling, and we're looking. Where are the experts at? Tell us what we're going to do. Tell us what we need to do. Tell us how we need to do it. What do you What do you want us to do, doctor? What do you want us to do, nurse? What do you want us to do, scientists? What do you want us to do, congressman, senator? What What exactly? You're the experts, so you should know, you should understand, and you have our best interests in mind. And we think that because most of us have other people's best interests in mind. We have our animals' best interests more so in mind than we even have our own interests in mind a lot of the time. Uh, Jordan Peterson wrote about that in his book, 12, uh, the 12 Steps book he wrote. It's um, it as a chapter towards the beginning where he talks about why people are more concerned with animals rather than they are their own health or their own well-being. And he breaks it down and explains it uh, in, a, in a simple way to understand. It's a really great book. I'd recommend it. Um, when I'm, when I'm thinking of how I treat myself, I, I, I try to take care of myself and I, I know that I take care of myself probably as well as I would if I had a pet. When I had a duck, I definitely took care of my duck. I have a son. I take care of him just like I take care of myself. But a lot of us aren't as concerned about ourselves as we are others or we are animals. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but We need to understand that there are people that will take advantage of knowing that and they will use that and they will exploit that and manipulate that and they will lie to you and deceive you and make you sick. And all the things that we are frightened of, all the things that we are told can harm us or can harm others, we at some point become so overloaded we don't know what to do. And we don't know how to act. So just for safety's sake, we do what authorities tell us to do, despite the fact that it might be contradictory, that it might be overtly dangerous, like overtly dangerous, like you should spray toxic chemicals all over everything to stop a virus from spreading, despite the fact that federal agencies in the United States have time after time again said the virus does not stay on surfaces. There's no reason to wipe down for coronavirus-19. And the Washington Post even reported that the Centers for Disease Control said that the thing is not airborne. So if it's not on surfaces and it's not airborne, what is it? I know you might think that this is a conspiracy theory or that this is my wacky uh, memory, and I'm misremembering what I've read, but you can pull it up for yourself. The CDC says that coronavirus airborne transmission was an error. That's right. CDC says COVID airborne transmission was an error on their website. Oops. And I believe it was the FDA. I'll pull this up but I think it was the FDA that said that COVID-19 is not something that is on surface, uh, surfaces, so we shouldn't have to wipe them down. And so if it's not <laughs> on surfaces or in the air, where is it? In fact, the, uh, the, the FDA, they had updated their frequently asked questions a couple of days ago. And uh, it was like a week ago. And it says surface disinfectants should not be used on people or animals. Well, that's, you know, obvious. We shouldn't be spraying these toxic chemicals on, on anything, Like, right? <laughs> it's pretty obvious. But you shouldn't be spraying these toxic chemicals definitely on humans or animals. And here's what the FDA's website says. Let me give you an example here. Can I prevent or treat COVID-19 by using disinfectant sprays, wipes, or liquids on my skin? Can I inject, inhale, or ingest disinfectants to prevent or treat COVID-19? That is a question that apparently out of the other, we should count these, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 13 14 15 16 17 17 this is one of 17 questions that the federal government felt so so motivated to put on their website because of how many people have asked it that's what's scary enough people have asked can i prevent or treat my my body by spraying wiping inhaling or injecting or ingesting Toxic chemicals. Enough people think that, that the FDA had to put out a warning that says, no, disinfectants should not be used on human or animal skin. And they even bolded it on their website. Disinfectants may cause serious skin and eye irritation. Disinfectants are dangerous for people to inject, inhale, or ingest. If you breathe, inject, or swallow disinfectants, you may be seriously hurt or die. If someone near you swallows, injects, or breathes a disinfectant, call poison control or a medical professional immediately. Disinfectant products such as sprays, mists, wipes, or liquids are only to be used on hard, non-porous surfaces, materials that do not absorb liquids easily, such as floors and countertops, or on soft surfaces such as mattresses, sofas, and beds. And I would disagree with all of that, especially the latter. You should not be spraying it, on mattresses, sofas, and beds, and then laying down on it after it's been absorbed. But if you are spraying these things, they should be sprayed on non-porous surfaces and then wiped up. And that's the proper way to use a toxic chemical for which there is no proper way to use it. So let me read that again to you. Just the question is scary. Enough people actually believe this, that the FDA has to put... A statement on their website, FDA.gov, forward slash emergency preparedness and response slash coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19. Frequently asked questions. This is how many times this question has been asked to the FDA. They felt they needed to put this on their website. Here it is. Drum roll, please. Can I prevent or treat COVID-19 by using disinfectant sprays, wipes, or liquids on my skin? Can I inject, inhale, or ingest? Swallow disinfectants to prevent or treat COVID-19. Now, part of me wants to laugh. Are you serious? (laughs) You really want to inject these chemicals into your body? Are you mad? Are you nuts? Are you crazy? Are you mentally ill? Another part of me thinks, Ah, that's terrifying. What are you talking about? There are actually people who want to inhale toxic chemicals And do it not just because they think they're going to get high or they do get high, but they want to do it because they think it's going to make them healthy? Wow. Our educational system has grossly failed, and our parents and grandparents have failed to teach and to pass on a little lesson in common sense. You don't spray toxic chemicals on your skin to prevent yourself from getting sick. Even if, even if you deep throat the germ theory and think that just because germs cause fermentation that they must cause disease, although Antoine Becamp showed that this was inaccurate in the 1800s, 1850s, 60s, and 70s over and over again, doesn't mean that they cause a disease. That was Louis Pasteur's claim Totally a fraud. But even if that were the case, you have these particles on your skin. You put chemicals on your skin to get rid of them. I mean, and then you have a reaction to the chemicals, and we blame a virus. Um, folks, it's the chemicals. It's the the seventy to eighty-five thousand chemicals, some of which are unlisted, that are even though they might be inactive, are still in the environment. That's what's making people sick, among other things. But you spray a toxic chemical, a QAC, which we'll get into, to stop the spread of a virus. And the side effects are the symptoms of the virus. Respiratory failure, skin rashes, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, headache. Why do you think people are sick? It's because of the things that they're doing to prevent themselves from getting sick. And they're making themselves sick because we live in a world where common sense has been murdered. We live in a world where profit is first and foremost and where even if we know the truth, we won't do it because authorities either didn't tell us to do anything or they told us to do one thing or another and it's very, very scary. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings and I hope tonight we can shed some light, inform you if you're not informed, take this information to others and inform them and maybe we can prevent some people from getting sick by limiting the use of these toxic chemicals. There's more after this on The Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us.
3: Want more of The Fringe? Check out the thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.
2: Every year around the holidays, we heavily discount our subscriptions and books here at The Secret Teachings. That means you can get a one-year subscription to our archive, which includes the Montage Archive and all of my digital books, the published and the unpublished ones. You will also get an autographed physical copy of your choice of one of my published books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, shipped free in the United States. All of this for the discounted price of $40 throughout the holiday season. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate via PayPal or use the email rdgable at yahoo.com. Come join us on The Secret Teachings where you'll learn things like the origin of the word holiday. It comes from the Old English holiday, meaning holy day. So celebrate the holy days with the secret teachings for yourself as a gift or for someone else. Triple secret teachings
1: Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. The so-called joker in the deck. We are The Fringe FM.
4: This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash Teachings.
1: This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK, digital broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
3: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings excellent shows keep listening with your host ryan gable
2: broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below it's ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm
1: this is david ike and you
2: are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable
0: it's time you got
3: acquainted with the real hard truth
2: host Ryan Gable and this is the secret teachings on the fringe FM. I was browsing through the FDA website on break and I read some of these other questions and they're hilarious, but they're also very scary that people actually believe so much so that the FDA had to put an FAQ section on their website about disinfectants. People believe that spraying disinfectants, toxic chemicals, that is, on your body, or inhaling those chemicals, or ingesting those chemicals, or injecting those chemicals, can prevent or treat not just COVID 19, but any kind of virus or bacterial infection or disease. Apparently, the public is so incredibly and grossly underinformed and unaware that there are enough people. To prompt the FDA to tell those people, no, you should not inject, inhale, ingest, or spray toxic chemicals into your or onto your body or on your pets or on your friends or loved ones in order to prevent them from getting sick. Don't do that. It will make them sicker. Okay, so in this case, I'm with the FDA. Have you ever heard me say that I'm with the FDA? I agree with the FDA. They're right. Don't spray toxic chemicals on your body to prevent yourself from getting sick. It will make you really sick. You sense my sarcasm? It's sarcasm, but I'm actually reading this on their website. It's unbelievable. So they say, no, disinfectant should not be sprayed on human or animal skin. Of course it shouldn't be. Are you kidding me? Who says that? So here's another question. Does spraying people with disinfectant lower the spread of COVID-19? No. No. They've already answered this question. You don't spray people with disinfectant. Are you kidding me? Who is doing this? Who is spraying people with toxic chemicals? The FDA has to tell people, quote, Due to serious safety concerns, including the risk of inhalation toxicity and flammability... The FDA's temporary policies for alcohol-based hand sanitizers during the COVID-19 public health emergency, uh, emergency specifically do not apply to aerosol sprays. So they're telling you then, and this is what's astounding, it's like they get it right. They get it right. Don't spray toxic chemicals on other people. It won't prevent them from getting sick. And then they go on to tell you that the risk of inhalation and Toxicity and safety concerns for alcohol-based sanitizers during this time. Uh, it doesn't apply to aerosol sprays, so just spray the aerosols everywhere. I mean, these people, how, how do they have jobs? H- how do these people maintain credibility? It's really astounding. But I want to share something with you tonight because it's something that has, has helped me And I know that it's helped other people because we did another show on this earlier this year. And it was just something that I recognized that astounded me. Uh, There are upwards of seventy to 85,000 synthetic chemicals that are in the environment. And when one chemical or another chemical is listed by the EPA as being inactive under their TSCA, their Toxic Substances Control Act, or under the TSCA, it doesn't mean that chemical magically disappears from the environment. What it means is it's no longer active. It's not used in the same way, but it still might be being used. And usually when there are stocks of it that have been purchased by farmers or by companies, they can still use it, they just can't buy more of it. And it'll be replaced by another chemical, which is the assumption, well, it's safer because it was made more recently. That's another fraudulent insinuation of science. It's another fallacy. Well, it's made in 2020, not 2015, so it must be safer. Well, if you make it in 2020 with the same types of mines that made it in 2015 and the same lack of concern for general safety and environmental toxicity, then it's probably going to be as dangerous, if not worse, than it was in 2015. I'm just giving you general you know, numbers and dates here just to give you examples. But here's what really concerns me. I obtained a rash on my arms, my left arm and my right arm. And I know that when I get like stress or anxiety, and I can really feel it for a couple of days, it was pretty strong two days before Christmas. I think a lot of people might have felt that. It might have been something astrological, something astronomical. But I got a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. You can feel that around the time of the holidays, and so I had like, I had a couple bumps on my neck, and I had like a little bit of a rash on my arms, and I know that this is from stress. I know that stress causes it. I know that it's not something I'm eating, although that could exacerbate it. I know that it it's not, you know, soap that I use, which is just basically oily, uh, an oil an oil based soap bar. Uh, Although that could exacerbate it as well. It can make it worse. But I know the origin is, is the stress. However, I got a really bad rash on both of my arms earlier this year. And although I'm aware of the types of things that we do to ourselves and don't really think about them, at first I didn't think that... There was a correlation between my rash and anything except, well, maybe it's something I'm eating. Maybe it's something I'm showering with. I don't use soap to wash my clothes in a washing machine. Maybe it was the last person who used the machine. they had put, There's a little extra soap in there or something that didn't wash out. I thought all that through, and then I realized, no, that's not what it is. I know what it is. I bet, and it was a theory at first. I said, I bet that it's this chemical that we're using at this part-time job I have at the grocery store, which is a community grocery store. It's a cooperative market, and you would think that this kind of facility would have uh, stricter concerns for things like this. And I've, I've, I've since brought this up to management, and they were just unaware, and uh, they were looking into changing it, And we're going to talk about how you can replace these so-called disinfectants, which is a misnomer. They're not disinfecting anything. They're just spreading toxic chemicals around, and they're making people sicker, and they're making things more dangerous and less safe. But if you want to replace them, you can replace them with things that are cheaper and that are simpler. Chemical companies don't want you to know that. But I can tell you right now, you can replace most of these so-called chemicals if you're looking to kill viruses and bacteria. If you think that's what causes disease, then you can use hydrogen peroxide and you can get stronger uh, types of peroxide. You get like pharmaceutical-grade peroxide. And that will, according to at least one major report that I have in front of me from Mount Sinai, the Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health, New York School of Medicine, they say hydrogen peroxide is as good, if not better, than certain types of chemical concoctions like quaternary ammonium compounds. And, of course, it's cheaper, too. So you can use that as an alternative if you're still worried about infectious agents and you can disinfect with peroxide. So that's a solution to the problem. I'm not complaining and giving you no solution. That's the solution to the problem. That's really as simple as it is. And we could be done with the show right now. But you need to perhaps be filled in on why you should be using peroxide instead and why maybe towards the end of the show you shouldn't and be worrying about any of this stuff. But the chemicals that we're spraying, that's where our focus should be, not on viruses or bacteria. And let me explain why. Someone passed a uh, book along to me, and I got a, a scan of the book. It's just like a cosmetic book. And it has these different ingredients and in cosmetics. And, you know, some of these ingredients are just, they're, they're pretty scary. And this is, you could read this for Halloween. It would it would spook me out. So you look through this book and um, there's a section. Uh, it's alphabetical order. And there's a section on quaternary ammonium compounds. I'm going to read you what it says. This is from a cosmetic book. A wide variety of preservatives, surficants, germicides, sanitizers, antiseptics, and deodorants used in cosmetics. Benzylconium chloride is one of the most popular. Quaternary ammonium compounds are synthetic derivatives of ammonium chloride and are used in aerosol deodorants, aftershave lotions, anti-dandruff shampoos, antiperspirants, cuticle softeners, hair coloring, hair grooming aids, hand creams, hair weaving preparations, mouthwashes, that's really scary, hand creams, and regular shampoos. Diluted solutions are used in medicine to sterilize the skin and mucous membranes. All the quaternary ammonium compounds can be toxic depending upon the dose and concentration. No, that's just not true. Uh, They're all toxic. Not depending upon the dose. They're just all toxic. And... Things accumulate in your body. So they're all toxic. I disagree with that. They're all toxic. It's not the dosage of the poison. The poison is still poison regardless of how much you receive and over what period of time you receive it, it accumulates in the body, period. However, it does say concentrated solutions irritate the skin and cause necrosis and mucus of the mucous membrane. So it tells you that it causes mucous membrane irritation and necrosis, and yet it's put into products like shampoo. You're probably going to get shampoo on your face, near your eyes, near the mucous membranes. How is that legal? It says concentrations as low as 0.0, or rather 0.1%, are irritating to the eye and mucous membranes So, irritating to the eyes, but it's in shampoo. Irritating to the eyes and the mucous membranes, but it's in aerosol deodorants and aftershave lotions and shampoos and antiperspirants and hair coloring. What's the deal? What's going on here? That's from a cosmetic book. That's what it says. And although I disagree that it's the dosage of the poison that makes something poisonous, poison is still poison. It'll still have an effect on your body. So, when I was trying to figure out why I had this rash, my attention was turned to a multi-surface cleaner disinfectant. And the disinfectant, I'll tell you the name of the company, it's called Alpha Chemical, and they have a safety data sheet that is in the box with the spray bottles that come, or it is on the large container, like a giant uh, five-gallon-like bucket. Uh, I think the one that, that I got this off of was even larger than five gallons, but it was pretty big. Uh, some of them are smaller, depending on what size you get. And uh, this multi-surface cleaner disinfectant, it's supposed to disinfect and clean. It's supposed to be a fungicide. It's supposed to be a virus side. It's supposed to be a deodorizer for hospitals, institutional, commercial, and industrial use. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. They say that it's, that it's used for uh, deodorizing. That's why. So they use this same chemical, quaternary ammonium compounds, and there's different versions of them, but they use this as a deodorizer for humans and as a deodorizer for hospitals. That's very strange. This is the name of the active ingredient. Alkyl, dimethyl, benzyl, Ammonium chloride. Alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. I'm saying it slow so that you can remember this. Or ADBAC. ADBAC. Or it's just a QAC, a quaternary Ammonium Compound. Alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride. Here's what the sheet that comes with. The box of this chemical says. Multi-surface cleaner disinfectant is a sanitizer for hard, non-porous, non-food contact surfaces according to the method for sanitizers. That's what it says. However, this chemical that is being sprayed, not just in my experience where I have a part-time job, but all over the country... It'll come in pink, it'll come in yellow, it'll come in blue, and there are different variations of it. Alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride in this mixture is only 0.3%, which is three times the amount known to irritate the eyes and the mucous membranes and to cause irritation of the skin and the respiratory tract. This is three times the amount that is well-known, to cause these issues. We'll get into what those issues then imply to us in 2020. They imply that we're sick with a virus. So, alkyl benzyl ammonium chloride, 0.3%. Even in a tiny little itty-bitty dosage, it's known to have serious effects on the body. Obviously, it's a toxic chemical. Here's what the package says. Pre-clean prior to disinfection. Spray 6 to 8 inches from surface until surfaces are thoroughly wet. Do not breathe spray. (laughs) Clearly, don't breathe the spray. Treated surfaces must remain wet for one minute for disinfection against bacteria. Wipe dry with a clean cloth, sponge, mop, tissue, or wiper, or allow to air dry. Food contact surfaces must be rinsed with Portable water after disinfection. Do not use on utensils, glassware, and dishes. However, I have seen people at Goodwill. I have seen people at grocery stores. I have seen people virtually everywhere I've been this year spraying this chemical on their hands like it was Purell, wiping it in, rubbing it up their arms, I've seen people spray this chemical to clean dishes. I've seen people spray this chemical in excessive amounts, which in my opinion is any amount, but excessive amounts on door handles, on glass, in the air. And maybe they wipe it down, quote unquote, properly. Maybe they don't. This is a lot of dangerous substance that's in the environment, it's on surfaces, and let's just say we trusted the company, in this case Alpha Chemical, let's just say we trusted this multi-surface cleaner disinfectant, that it was safe if we used it properly. How many people are actually using it properly? How many people are following these directions? They're so small I can barely read them with a highlight in bold, and I blew up the paper when I took a, a colored scan of it, But you're supposed to spray it close to 6 to 8 inches from the surface, no more than that because it's dangerous, and then let it sit for a minute, wipe it clean, have water to make sure you wipe the surface off. So it's supposed to be sprayed, doesn't soak into the hard, non-porous surface, and then you wipe it after a minute, and then there's a residue still there. It's supposed to kill all the things that are there, and then you come back with water and wipe the chemical away. That's what you're supposed to do. Is anybody doing that? I see people spraying this on cart handles. I see people spraying this on their own hands. I see people spraying this and walking through it like it's a mister. This is a highly toxic chemical, even at 0.1% of the overall mixture, let alone 0.3%, which they say is not food safe in this paper that I have from the company. However, this chemical in a higher dose, 1.5%. Now, we're getting into some extremely dangerous territory. At 1.5% concentration, the company considers it food safe. Okay, so do we have any chemists listening to the show tonight? Can you explain to me how the exact identical chemical, this mixture Alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride, this QAC, this quaternary ammonium compound, at 0.3% is dangerous for food, but at 1.5%, and at 0.3%, other ingredients are 99.7%, but at 1.5%, with other ingredients making up the remaining percentage, it's food safe, same chemical. When we have basic standard, you can get these at any bookstore, cosmetic books telling you 0.1% of a QAC is irritating to the eye and mucous membranes. It's irritating to the skin, and you're not supposed to inhale or do anything with this stuff. Now, if you get this stuff, this chemical, in your eyes, here's the first aid section. It says, if in eyes... Hold eye open and rinse slowly and gently with water for 15 to 20 minutes. The safety data sheet for this chemical from Alpha Chemical, that's the company, this is what it says for eye face protection. Eye face protection. You're supposed to wear goggles because the thing is so damn toxic. You are supposed to wear goggles. Can you believe that? You're supposed to wear goggles. Now, here's something really interesting. I have two safety data sheets from the company, two of them. Two, count them, two safety data sheets. One is from March of 2015. One is from July of 2015. Now, in March of 2015, the company says, Eye face protection, if you're spraying this, Wear safety glasses with side shields or goggles. This is March of 2015. Skin and body protection. Wear impervious protective clothing including boots, gloves, lab coat, apron, or coveralls as appropriate to prevent skin contact. And it of course tells you that for respiratory protection, don't breathe it. If you do, contact poison control. It is poisonous. It is poison. Now, in July of 2015, the same company, the same chemical, changed their guidelines. Just a couple months later, in July of 2015, they say for eye-face protection, no special technical protective measures are necessary. Well, what, what happened? It's the same chemical, and suddenly they're telling you not to wear facial protection. Skin and body protection, no special technical protective measures are necessary. How is that possible? Can somebody explain this to me? Now, the only thing I can think of is that the paper here that says wear safety goggles and wear impervious clothing and contact poison control, this paper is from the chemical bucket of QAC that is used In food prep areas, they probably use it at restaurants, it's used in grocery stores. This is the food prep area. At a 3% concentration, up to a 3% concentration, 1.5 to 3%, I've seen different ones. The one that I've had is 1.5%. At that concentration, it's considered food safe. But it tells you to wear safety glasses and impervious clothing and contact poison control if you inhale it. And hopefully you don't swallow it. However, the stuff that is considered non-food safe at 0.3%, they tell you no eye protection, no skin protection. Can a chemist shoot me a message and just can you help me out and let me know why? Why a chemical at a higher concentration... Admittedly in the company's own documents in their own safety sheet they send the consumer they tell you this one's more toxic but you don't need to wear protective equipment. I just can't figure that one out. Just can't do it. I don't maybe I'm maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I inhaled too much of this stuff and I just don't understand science. And that really is unfortunately a root source of so much of our anguish and pain is that you look at this safety data sheet for this one chemical, one chemical that is being used to disinfect businesses and other places. People are spraying it on their hands. It's it's really sick, it's disgusting, it's sad, it's dangerous. Alcohol dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride, even at a small Small dose, a small concentration, 0.1, 0.3, 1.5, 3%. That's getting very, very concentrated for how toxic this is. The known effects of exposure to this, and I'm not going to read you this from a compilation of my opinions or other papers. I'm going to read you this directly from the Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health, Mount Sinai, New York School of Medicine. Very prestigious. They say the effects of exposure to these QACs are contact dermatitis, what I had, triggering of asthma symptoms in people who already have asthma or new onset of asthma in people with no prior asthma, respiratory disturbance, eye and mucous membrane injuries from splashes or contact with mists, and oral and gastrointestinal injuries from swallowing solutions containing QACs. Those are the symptoms of COVID-19. Did you know that? Those are the symptoms of COVID-19. If you inhale this chemical, if you touch this chemical, if you get this chemical in your eyes, if you somehow accidentally ingest it, if it's being used in food prep, it's in your food, you steam that or heat that food up, it vaporizes, you breathe that in, what's this going to cause to the body? It's going to cause harm. It's going to cause shortness of breath, difficulty breathing. It's going to cause a number of other conditions depending on how strong your body is. You probably get a sore throat. You get nauseous. You get a headache. You might get uh, diarrhea—something your body's trying to get rid of the chemical. You'd get a skin rash, a breakout, bumps. You'd have a cough. You can't breathe. It breathe because of this. You have fever, chills. These are all literally the symptoms of COVID nineteen. All of them. Just like the effects of the COVID nineteen vaccination are the same exact thing: chills, muscle pain nauseousness, headache, fatigue, fever, trouble breathing. Those are the side effects of COVID-19, the vaccine, that is. Those are the side effects of the vaccine. The direct, direct effects is what they are, but those are the side effects of COVID-19 vaccines, Pfizer or any company. And yet those are the exact symptoms, but worse, when you get the vaccine than if COVID-19 as a virus that makes you get you know, sick or something. That's what they tell us. So those are the same. But it's not just the vaccine. And tonight's show is not about vaccines or it's not even about COVID-19. It's about how the symptoms of exposure to a quaternary ammonium compound that is being sprayed to protect people from getting sick from a virus, the symptoms of exposure to this chemical, according to the company's own paperwork, according to the New York School of Medicine, are the symptoms of COVID-19. Trouble breathing, skin rashes, fatigue, drowsiness, feeling generally unwell, a headache, inflammation. I mean, it's not because of a virus for the symptoms. It's not because of a vaccine working on the body while you get these effects, what they call side effects. It's not because you got sick and the chemical didn't work to kill the virus. It's because... Your body's detoxing. It's because you're injecting foreign material into the body. It's because you're spraying chemicals, inhaling them, touching them, breathing them in, and it's irritating your lungs and your respiratory tract. And yeah, yeah, sure, you, you're not going to be able to breathe very well. I mean, I walked into Wegmans the other day. They were spraying bleach. I literally bent over and was coughing. And people looking at me because I don't have a mask on, you know, and you, oh, he, he's coughing, he doesn't have a mask on. I'm coughing because you're spraying bleach in aerosol form in the damn store. That's got to be illegal. But this is just what we are faced with. Absolute and complete incompetence and ignorance. And when you bring this up to some people, they just, they fight to protect the very thing that's making them sick because they think you're trying to make them sick because we live in an upside down world i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings more after this don't go anywhere
3: want more of the fringe Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and TalkStream Live. Where the normal and paranormal collide,
1: it's the Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations. Email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info.
4: Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
1: The Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in fringe news. Check out the Rogie Report News here on The Fringe FM. You
0: can't handle the truth!
2: Every year around the holidays, we heavily discount our subscriptions and books here at The Secret Teachings. That means you can get a one year subscription to our archive, which includes the montage archive and all of my digital books the published and the unpublished ones. You will also get an autographed physical copy of your choice of one of my published books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, shipped free in the United States. All of this for the discounted price of $40 throughout the holiday season. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate via PayPal or use the email rdgable at yahoo.com. Come join us on The Secret Teachings where you'll learn things like the origin of the word holiday. It comes from the Old English holiday, meaning holy day. So celebrate the holy days with The Secret Teachings for yourself as a gift or for someone else. www.thesecretteachings.info
0: Hi, this is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange, and you're listening to Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM.
1: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark welcome to the darkness i hope you find it enlightening
2: broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below it's ktlk digital broadcasting the fringe fm
0: Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
1: swallowed some apple seeds today did you make yourself throw up i tried but i couldn't smoke some cigarettes the smoke will suffocate the bacteria in your stomach okay thanks
4: at basf We don't make the sunscreen. We make it extremely toxic. We don't make a lot of the products you buy. We make a lot of the products you buy better. BASF, the chemical company.
0: Blinded
1: with science. Nine out of ten doctors choose us. Four out of five dentists surveyed would recommend Trident to their patients who chew gum. But what
0: about the fifth dentist? that lead paint
1: is extremely toxic i'm not a doctor but i play one on tv Kills germs for nearly 100 years that's because only clorox toilet bowl cleaners are toxic by clorox bleach and for an even toxic clean try the clorox toilet Wand. germ germ germs so much kill. as the clean beauty movement continues to grow and more people are deceived on the ingredients they apply to their skin, the potential long-term consequences could mount.
2: In a repeated
0: national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? I'm not a doctor. Once again, the brand named most was Camel. You lie! Are you aware that you could go to prison Impersonating a doctor, I'm not a doctor. Four out of five dentists, nine out of ten doctors surveyed would recommend Trident to their patients who chew gum. But what about the fifth dentist? Yes, according to this repeated, 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 repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than
1: any other cigarette. I'm not a doctor. The terms clean and natural are used interchangeably, like safe, green, and non-toxic. Even though these products claim to be a healthier choice, it's all minimally regulated.
3: That lead paint
1: is extremely toxic. But toxicologists say it's really the dose that makes the poison. Science. Dude, I'm having a panic attack. I'm actually having a problem. attack. Will you settle down and have another cup of coffee? I am, bro. All right,
3: well, fine. You know what, Barney? Give this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out.
2: That lead paint is extremely toxic. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Apparently, a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, enough people to prompt the Food and Drug Administration to put on their website, FDA.gov, warnings about what they should not do with disinfectants and chemicals, enough people feel... That spraying themselves or others with toxic chemicals or injecting, inhaling, or ingesting those chemicals can treat or prevent COVID 19 and, by extension, other diseases. And even the FDA had to say uh, no, disinfectants should not be used on humans or animal skin. Disinfectants may cause serious skin and eye irritation. Disinfectants are dangerous for people to inject, inhale, or ingest. If you breathe, inject, or swallow disinfectants, you may be seriously hurt or die. If someone near you swallows, injects, or breathes a disinfectant, call poison control or a medical professional immediately. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Don't spray them, don't inject them, don't snort them, don't, you know, ingest them. Uh, They're toxic, they're chemicals. Now, despite that, all over the country, and I don't know how it is in Canada, or how it is in the UK, or how it is in Japan, or how it is in Australia, or how it is in Mexico, I imagine it could be worse in these countries. However, here in the United States, from grocery stores to gas stations to Goodwills, I have seen people use QACs, quaternary ammonium compounds, which even in very small concentrations of 0.1% are incredibly toxic to the body. This is well-known. It's well-documented. I pulled out an old ingredient book on cosmetics, and they have a section, it's an alphabetical order, on quaternary ammonium compounds where they tell you these are synthetic derivatives of ammonium chloride. They're used as aerosols and deodorants, aftershave lotions, shampoos, antiperspirants, hair coloring, hand creams, etc., even in mouthwash. And yet, at 0.1%, they are irritating to the eye and mucous membranes. At higher concentrations, they can cause severe respiratory distress, even at a 0.1% concentration They can cause skin irritation, contact dermatitis. If you inhale these or even the vapors of them from a distance as it stays in the air, and that is something that's documented, like you can do it yourself, spray it in the air, and you can watch the alkyl benzyl ammonium chloride just kind of sit there in the air and fall down like, spring rain all over your stuff and think that you're protecting yourself and keeping yourself safe and killing viruses and things like that and you can see that but there's not been a single study done to identify any viral particulate in a cough or a sneeze and the droplets that come there from they can identify that sneeze the droplets came out there they are that they went through the mask and somewhat and it did protect somewhat from those particles coming out and it went up to 26 feet, but they never identified or isolated any virus in those droplets. It's all an assumption. And that is a fact, by the way, that is a scientific fact. They have not isolated a virus in a droplet, even in controlled conditions. And that's a, that's like that's official. Uh, that's I don't, know how, I don't know how to really describe it, but that's like official scientific literature. In fact, I have a copy of, uh, well, I have a copy of a lot of these, but I have a copy of one of the reports from Nature magazine where it says scientists in the United States have shown in the laboratory that the virus can survive in an aerosol and remain infectious for at least three hours. Although the conditions in the study were highly artificial, there is probably a non-zero risk of longer-range spread through the air, says co-author Jamie Lloyd-Smith, an infectious disease researcher at the University of California Los Angeles. The Centers for Disease Control has also gone on to say that the airborne transmission guidelines they gave were wrong. It was an error. And the World Health Organization, with 200 medical experts, they said that COVID-19 may be spread through the air. And then when you read the study, it says, did not look at gas clouds of patients infected with SARS-CoV-2 virus but it hypothesized the rapid international spread of COVID-19 suggests that using arbitrary droplet size cutoffs may not accurately reflect what actually occurs with respiratory emissions and lead to inadequate recommendations and in more sick people. Compound that with false positives and the misuse of Kerry Mollis' PCR test and you have total and absolute fraud, premeditated fraud, stuff that you go to jail for for a very long time, stuff that, in my opinion, people should be hanged for for committing treason against humanity. Big-time crimes. Big-time crimes. So, they can't isolate it, and they say it's just there. But you can't isolate benzyl, dimethyl, or excuse me, alkyl, dimethyl, benzyl, it's, 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 it's a long train of uh, terminology here. Alkyl, dimethyl, benzyl, ammonium, chloride. You can't isolate that, in the it's in the air. There it is. I just breathed it in. <coughs> I can't breathe. So, this is what we know. We know that Quaternary ammonium compounds at 0.1% concentration are very toxic. Above that, they're even more toxic, and so on and so forth. And we looked at the safety data sheets from the company Alpha Chemical, one company that manufactures these. This is what's being used at grocery stores, Goodwills, thrift stores, restaurants. They're using this or some variation of this chemical. They're using a QAC, they might not be using alkyl dimethyl, benzyl ammonium chloride, but they might be using another variation. They're still QACs, quaternary ammonium compounds. And the safety data sheet, when the concentration, get this, when the concentration is a percentage less than one, they tell you wear safety glasses with side shields, wear impervious clothing. You don't want to get this stuff in your eyes. You don't want to inhale it. You don't want to get it on your skin. However, they say that 0.3, under 1%, but 0.3 concentration, 0.3% concentration of this QAC is not food safe. But the food safe concentration, which is between 1.5 to 3% concentration, far higher, dozens of times higher. They tell you no special technical protective measures are necessary for the eyes, the face, the skin, or the body. It says that in their own safety data sheet. That's what it is. It says it in their own safety data sheet. You want to hear it again? That's their own safety data sheet. But, Ryan, you're not a scientist. You're not a doctor. You know? You're just a guy. Yes, I'm a literate human being. I can read. I can think. Therefore, I am. I am aware. I am thinking. I know if I sprayed this stuff on me, I get sick. It's chemical toxicity. It's not good for you. Let's keep it that simple. So we know what it can do. We know how dangerous it is. Now, let's say that you were to go look up what I'm talking about, and you were to find reports on QACs from the Environmental Protection Agency from 2016, from state health departments labeling ammonium chloride and its derivatives as hazardous substances, from NIH public access, exposure to common quaternary ammonium disinfectants decreases fertility in mice, from... Science Direct, a DFT-based QSAR study of the toxicity of quaternary ammonium compounds from the Environmental Working Group, alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chlorides. How about the toxicity? Another report from the U.S. EPA, Eco, uh, the ECO logo uh, and Green Seal. These are like independent certifiers of things being safe. But this comes from the California Department of Pesticide Regulation. Safer products to clean and sanitize your home. They tell you about the dangers and toxicity of these types of things. Here's the FDA in 2019. Ammonium chloride. We're going to go through all these. Ammonium chloride is generally recognized as safe. Generally. Here is ambient and dosed exposure to quaternary ammonium disinfectants cause neural tube defects in rodents. I mean, do you need me to keep going? I can keep going if you'd like me to keep going. There's just, you know, endless amounts of this stuff. So if you'd like to go look this up for yourself, you can find all this. I mean, it's pretty reputable sources. That comes from the EPA. This one comes from Mount Sinai, Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health, New York School of Medicine. That's uh, pretty prestigious, I think. Right? I'm being sarcastic, yeah. Mount Sinai is a pretty prestigious hospital. And here's what this report says. Quaternary ammonium compounds in cleaning products. Health and safety information for health professionals. I want to skim through this on the highlighted material. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll get into these other reports to show you that this stuff is so incredibly toxic. This is one chemical, one chemical mixture, one chemical derivative of ammonium chloride, a quaternary ammonium compound that is being sprayed all over the country, door handles, carts, Windows, people are spraying it on their hands like it's some kind of Purell substance. And so many people think that by spraying this and other chemicals, I say this because it's very commonly used, this and other types of chemicals like this, people believe it so much so that it can actually prevent them from getting sick that they're asking the FDA that has placed a frequently asked question and other frequently asked questions on their website telling people, do not use these chemicals on your body. Do not put them on the skin. Inject them, ingest them, or inhale them. They are deadly. They are extremely toxic. Do not do this. I don't think it's really that difficult to grasp that, but apparently enough people think that it's uh, something that's going to keep them safe. So this is what Mount Sinai has to say the New York School of Medicine, they talk about these disinfectants and say that use of these disinfectants is not recommended in in places and spaces such as homes and offices when there is no elevated risk of infection or when plain detergents would be effective in removing infectious organisms. Now, I don't buy the germ theory of infectious disease. I think environmental conditions cause disease, And those environmental conditions can be a buildup of, well, this chemical is only toxic at a certain dose. No, it's toxic at any dose because it's toxic. It's a poison. I I feel that environmental conditions are greatly responsible for disease, not an individual particle that makes you sick for each individual disease, which is why virtually every single disease has the same side effects or symptoms. They're virtually all the same. It's the body's detoxification process. And so this is what happens when you're exposed to quaternary ammonium compounds. You can obtain, depending on where you're exposed to it, contact dermatitis, skin rash, skin irritation, swelling, inflammation, asthma, trouble breathing, eye and mucous membrane injuries, trouble seeing, eye loss, like eyesight loss. You could have gastrointestinal problems, problems in your mouth, trouble swallowing, sore throat, fatigue, dizziness, headaches, a general feeling of being unwell. This is the result of being exposed to a quaternary ammonium compound. Now, if we visit federal government websites on the symptoms of COVID-19, which this chemical concoction is being sprayed to prevent the spread of, these are the symptoms of COVID-19. Fever, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, body aches, Headache, loss of taste or smell, sore throat, congestion, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Those are all the effects of being exposed to a QAC. And those effects are more severe. According to the FDA, when you get a COVID-19 vaccination, the effects that your body has as a result of that injection are fever, being tired headaches, muscle pain chills, nausea a general sense of feeling unwell trouble breathing is a side effect of the vaccine People are having anaphylactic shock as a result of the vaccine but they tell you when you get the vaccine and have these reactions it's the body working to produce antibodies it's the body working to to fight off the minimal infection that's been injected into you, although that's not even the case. This is an mRNA vaccine. They tell you no. The inflammation, the headache, the soreness, the swelling, the trouble breathing, these are all the body working. These are all symptoms of the body responding well to the vaccine. Well, no, it is true it's the body responding to the vaccine. It's just responding because you've injected poison into it. So how is it that when you have severe symptoms like trouble breathing and inflammation and headaches and dizziness and being tired, you have those symptoms and they say you've got a disease, you have COVID. But then when you get injected with the vaccine and the symptoms get worse, they say, no, that's the vaccine working to make you better. And then in order to prevent you from getting sick, businesses From restaurants to grocery stores to thrift stores to retail outlets are spraying toxic chemicals that when you're exposed to them in the safety data sheet for the chemical, the company will tell you this is what will happen to you. And what will happen to you from the company and also from Mount Sinai, the EPA and others that tell you what these chemicals do, it will cause the very symptoms of COVID-19 and the very side effects of getting the COVID-19 vaccine. So when you get the vaccine, when you're exposed to these chemicals, your body has the same reaction. Why? Because they're toxic and your body's rejecting them. Otherwise, if the germ theory of disease were accurate, being exposed to a QAC would have a different effect than the vaccine, which would have a different effect than the so-called symptoms of COVID-19, which makes you specifically sick in this way. But that's not the case. You get as sick, when they say you have COVID or when you're not even sick at all, they say you're as sick as if you were exposed to a chemical based on the information. You're as sick as if you were injected with a vaccine to prevent you from getting sick. But then when you're injected with the vaccine to prevent you from getting sick, it actually makes you sick. And they tell you that's the body working with the vaccine. No, that's the body working to reject the vaccine. When they say you're sick with COVID-19, that's your body rejecting something because 29 Additional conditions exist in those who have died, according to the CDC. 6% died with only COVID listed, COVID-19, that is, listed. People are dying of other things, heart disease, cancer, treatments, diabetes, poisoning themselves for decades, poor health, poor mental state, stress, anxiety, worry. These are all things that tax away on the body. This is what's making people sick, and it's evident in the data even from Johns Hopkins University. So I want to make this really clear. You don't feel good for whatever the reason is because of chemicals or your diet, your lifestyle, but you're afraid of getting sick. So you go to the doctor, they tell you those are the symptoms of COVID-19. You are positive. And then you go get a vaccine because you think it'll make you better or you think it'll prevent you from getting sick again or it'll prevent you from being contagious It makes you sicker, and they say now the symptoms you have, which are identical to COVID-19, these symptoms are the vaccine working in the body. And they tell you to prevent exposure, you need to put toxic chemicals everywhere to kill the virus that has not been identified, by the way. Still, the CDC says they cannot isolate the virus. And it has not been isolated in droplets of water or droplets of saliva or snot that come out of the body when you sneeze or cough. In any of the studies, and they even admit that. The USA Today even admitted it. We didn't even look at patients or people with with SARS-CoV-2. We didn't even look at them. Well, then, it's just an assumption. So, you spray these chemicals and then you get sick. And then they say, well, you're sick with COVID. Go to the doctor. Oh, you're positive because everybody's positive virtually. So, go get the vaccine. I mean, this is Not just COVID-19, this is medical, scientific, and doctoratorial fraud. Completely across the board. It's not like this is the first time this has happened. People think, oh, it's a plandemic. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, this happens all the time. This is the modern medical industry, the modern chemical industry. This is modern doctors and nurses on average, who don't think, oh, maybe it's the toxic chemicals you've been exposed to. It's not a fungus that you need a cream for. It's not a a vaccine that you need so you don't get sick. You're sick because you've been inhaling toxic chemicals. And I'd like to know why I haven't been sick at all in like 10 years. I've had anxiety and stress, but I haven't been sick from something referred to as the flu or a cold or anything like that in like 10 years. And yet people that wear masks are choking and coughing and they can't breathe and their glasses are fogged up and they're terrified and they go to the doctor and they've got sickness. They've got disease that's identified by symptoms and I'm fine. So not doing the safety things that's making me not, you know, that's making me safe. That's weird. People that are protecting themselves with chemicals and masks and social distancing, the people that those are the people that are getting sick as because of me. That's completely backwards. That doesn't make any sense. Stop spraying the toxic chemicals. The effects of them are the effects of what we call diseases, contagions, infections. It's the chemicals. It's the environment. That's what's making people sick. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere right here on The Fringe FM. Every year around the holidays, we heavily discount our subscriptions and books here at The Secret Teachings. That means you can get a one-year subscription to our archive, which includes the Montage Archive and all of my digital books, the published and the unpublished ones. You will also get an autographed physical copy of your choice of one of my published books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, shipped free in the United States. All of this for the discounted price of $40 throughout the holiday season. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate via PayPal or use the email rdgable at yahoo.com. Come join us on The Secret Teachings where you'll learn things like the origin of the word holiday. It comes from the Old English holiday, meaning holy day. So celebrate the Holy Days with The Secret Teachings, for yourself as a gift or for someone else. www.thesecretteachings.info
1: Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum and you're listening to The Fringe FM. the Fringe FM.
4: This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the Secret Teachings.
1: This is Kev Baker of the Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
0: The truth is out there,
1: and so are we.
0: KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
2: I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Apparently, people think that it's a good idea to inject, inhale, ingest, or spray toxic chemicals on their body in order to prevent themselves from getting sick. So much so, and so many people believe this, that the Food and Drug Administration, FDA.gov, has posted a list of questions and answers on their website, updated just a few days ago, that says, on the question section, can I prevent or treat COVID-19 by using disinfectant sprays, wipes, or liquids on my skin? Can I inject, inhale, or ingest, swallow disinfectants to prevent or treat COVID-19? Does spraying people with disinfectant lower the spread of COVID-19? They even have a question on here that says, will Miracle Mineral Solution cure COVID-19? Great job, Jordan Sather. You made it to the FDA's website by spreading total medical fraud. You should be arrested and put in jail, you piece of trash. Uh, For those of you who don't know Jordan Sather, trust me, the guy's a piece of trash. (laughs) Uh, But you cannot prevent disease by spraying yourself with chemicals that will make you very sick and then will be identified by symptom complexes as a disease. That doesn't work. I wanted to read you some of these statements from the EPA, from Mount Sinai, uh, state health departments, et cetera, to give you some resources if you're curious about the subject, which I hope that you are, knowing that everywhere you go, gymnasiums, you go work out at a gym, you go to work at, uh, you know, whatever the business is, you go to a grocery store, a restaurant, they're using chemicals that are usually derived of ammonium chloride, and these are quaternary ammonium compounds that are extremely toxic even in small doses, in small concentrations. And so when you have this tiny little dosage and this tiny little concentration and they say, well, it's not really that dangerous because it's the poison that makes the dose, which is a fallacy not true. The poison is a poison. You take 0.1% concentration of qac and you put that in your eyes you ain't going to be able to see maybe never again don't do that you spray this on your skin uh you, you might not have the same skin ever again it's not safe alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride at any percentage is extremely toxic And when you start getting up into the one to two to three percent concentrations, you're talking about things that can kill you if you ingest them, inject them or things that can kill you. If you already have a weakened respiratory system, uh, you might not breathe ever again. And so it's really scary and dangerous that along with these exposure effects and contact dermatitis and oral and gastrointestinal issues that we look at those symptoms of something and we say that's a virus no it's exposure to qac among other things it's your body responding to something that's toxic which is why it's total and absolute medical fraud scientific fraud to say that when we inject you with a vaccine and you get a swollen arm you get fatigued you get dizzy and you have trouble breathing and you have a sore throat and You have all these other symptoms, and they tell you that's the vaccine working. Well, that's partly true. It's working to activate your body's defenses to reject the toxins that have been injected into it. And yet those symptoms are the same as having a so-called disease, and when we have the disease, you get drugs and you get a vaccine, and then when you get the same symptoms from the drugs and the vaccine, they say that's the drugs and the vaccine working. It's a total fraud. It's insanity. This paper I have here is from uh, Mount Sinai, Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health, New York School of Medicine. I'm just going to read you a couple quotes from it. In routine cleaning, where surface contamination with pathogenic bacteria and viruses does not present a hazard, QACs and other disinfectants are usually not necessary or recommended. They also say you shouldn't use these in an enclosed space, particularly in the home. QACs can get in the air if they are sprayed or if mixing of solutions results in foaming or splashing. And then you inhale them and I can't breathe, which means you're either on fentanyl like George Floyd and nobody's touching you and you're screaming I can't breathe, or you've been exposed to a toxic chemical and people think you've got COVID-19. Put a mask on to further restrict your breathing. I mean, this this is like dark age science is what this is. This is... How am I a 29-year-old figuring this out? Anybody out there a chemist? Can you explain to me why companies will tell you at 1.5% concentration or 3% something's not dangerous, but at 0.1% it's extremely toxic, don't get it near you, wear goggles? Does it? I mean, what what is this? Is this like, are we diluting? I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. This is what Mount Sinai has to say. About contact dermatitis, three types of QACs used as antimicrobials have been reported to cause irritant and or allergic contact dermatitis. So those can also be symptoms of COVID-19. They've told us skin rashes, skin irritations. They have a whole section on contact dermatitis. They have a whole section on asthma and respiratory issues. Trouble breathing. A person exposed to QACs who has cough, shortness of breath, chest tightness, or wheezing should be evaluated for asthma respiratory symptoms are often worse on work days and better on days away from work in early stages of work related asthma that's just asthma which also has a connection to eczema and skin irritation and rashes it's all connected in the body and so yeah if you have trouble breathing and shortness of breath or you have a headache and you go away from work and you it goes away you come back to work and you have the issue again it's the chemical it's not COVID-19 Eye and mucous membrane injuries. Direct contact with QAC splashed into the eye or mucous membrane can cause injuries ranging from short-term irritation to long-term or permanent damage to the cornea. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you go blind. Don't dump it in your eyes. Ingestion injuries. Well, that's pretty that's pretty uh, obvious, but they're not necessarily saying if you drink it accidentally. They're saying like if, you, if it's aerosolized, you breathe it in. Ingestion of dilute solutions of QACs is unlikely to be serious, but ingestion of concentrated solutions can cause caustic bumps, uh, bum, wait, burns, excuse me, burns of lips, tongue, mouth, throat, esophagus and stomach and in rare instances may be fatal. Got a sore throat? That's a symptom of COVID. That or you inhaled some toxic chemicals. And in fact, I walked into Wegmans the other day uh, and I, I, I hunched over because when I walked in that door, and I go to walk into the main entrance after you walk into, I guess it's like a, like a grocery store has that entrance and then you walk, you get your cart and then you go into the store. Like when I was about to go into the store already in the entrance, I felt something enter my body. I inhaled something that smelt like bleach and it was in the air. And I just, went, <coughs> I just started coughing. And then people are walking by looking at me, and you know they're thinking, this guy's coughing, he doesn't have a mask, he's spreading the disease, get him out of here. It's like, no, you just sprayed bleach. (laughs) Who sprays bleach? Who is spraying bleach at a grocery store? And the entrance to this store is like the produce section, so they're like spraying bleach on the vegetables and the fruits. Are you kidding me? That's got to be illegal. It is illegal. You can't do that. It, It smelled like bleach. It could have been some form of QAC, but I had trouble breathing for a moment. I was coughing. I guess the ironic thing is the people with masks couldn't smell it as badly or breathe it in because they have a mask. So, yeah, your mask is protecting you from inhaling bleach. Yeah, you ki- are you kidding me? How How is the average person not figuring this out? How can someone who has a mortgage, has a couple of cars, has kids, has a wife, has a husband, has a steady job, not figure this out? This is elementary, very elementary. This isn't even elementary. This is kindergarten stuff. Spray toxic chemical, make you sick. Can we make it any simpler than that? Is that possible? Chemical sprayed, person sick. Now, does that make sense? chemical toxic it's like i i, I and i'm not saying that in an angry way it's just like jesus christ are you kidding me? they're spraying bleach and uh, they're they're spraying toxic chemicals various forms of qac's uh, alkyl dimethyl benzene ammonium chloride and it's like it's the person without the mask making us sick no moron it's the chemicals that you're spraying the poor lifestyle It's the audacity of somebody with Oreos and beer and soda and chips and frozen TV dinners and bacon and eggs and gravy and pounds of sugar in their cart. Wearing a mask, extremely overweight, diabetic, etc., walking out of a grocery store, looking at me in shape, healthy, with vegetables in my cart, without a mask, and telling me I'm the one making them sick. I don't know if there's even a word to describe how I feel about that. Because it's the offsetting of personal responsibility on other people so that we divide the individuals into further individual groups where it's this group versus this group, that, verse, that group versus that group. And it's not the fault of yourself. It's the fault of other people. That's why masks protect others, not you. So it's a social signal that you care, all based on absolutely nothing. But if you are concerned about infectious agents and contagions, this report from Mount Sinai, New York School of Medicine, says that there are options other than QACs. And one of those options is if you'd like to get rid of what you've already sprayed or you want to clean things that you've already sprayed, clean them with soap and water, wipe them down really good. If you want an alternative, then they say cleaning products containing hydrogen peroxide as the main disinfectant may be considered as equally or more effective. They are effective, but equally or more effective disinfectant alternatives to QACs, That's according to the Selikoff Centers for Occupational Health, Mount Sinai, New York School of Medicine. This is how change happens. You learn like I did. I have the the honor of sharing this information with you. But you learn. You take information, you show other people, you help them, you go to local businesses, you show them this stuff. You don't even have to go out of your way to, to make it an issue. Just you have a local business you go to that's open. You go in there, you see them spraying a chemical, ask them what it is, tell them how dangerous it is, bring in the information and show them. And if they don't listen, they don't listen. But at least you inform them and you know that you gave them the information that that's toxic. Don't inject that. Inhale it. Don't swallow it. Don't Put it on your skin, and I see people—they rub this stuff on their skin, like it's lotion or something. Are you, are you what, what do you, what do you mean you're going to rub this on your skin? Are you nuts? Did you not read the the bottle itself says toxic? Do not touch. Oh, I guess I'll just spray it on my hands. Spray, 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 spray. Make get it, rub it in real good. Rub it on my face so the virus doesn't get on my face. I mean, we're we're insane, you know. We we're insane. You think about that. Think about what's happening we're spraying toxic chemicals in our face on our food on everything people are asking the FDA can i inject it to prevent myself from getting sick no you can't inject it moron it's a toxic chemical what are you talking about what are you thinking you're not thinking at all i mean this is this is some dangerous it, but it's also funny it's like are you there are really people who think if i inject a qac into my body they don't even know what a qac is but if i inject Ammonium chloride compounds into my body. It'll prevent me from getting sick. Wow, that is... That, you, you make Louis Pasteur look like a genius, if you think that. I, I highly doubt there's anybody listening who actually thinks that. But apparently there are enough people who think that, that the FDA had to put a warning out, don't inject it into your body, and that was like a week ago. Uh, here's the EPA. Toxological Review of Ammonia Non-Cancer Inhalation, Executive Summary, September 2016. Health effects of inhaled ammonia observed at levels exceeding naturally occurring concentrations are generally limited to the respiratory tract, the site of direct contact with ammonia. And these are ammonia chloride compounds. This is it's the, that's what I felt when I walked into Wegmans the other day, the grocery store, uh, that mixed with bleach or something. Inhaled, excuse me, inhaled ammonia is, um, uh, is almost completely retained in the upper respiratory tract. COVID-19 is a respiratory infection, they say. Respiratory effects have been identified as a human health hazard following inhalation exposure to ammonia or ammonium compounds. Respiratory effects were consistently observed in these studies. Additionally, respiratory effects were observed in several animal species following short-term and subchronic inhalation exposure to ammonium. Short-term inhalation exposure to high levels of ammonia in humans can cause irritation and serious burns in the mouth, lungs, and eyes. So, you know, trouble seeing, uh, trouble swallowing, sore throat, trouble breathing symptoms of COVID. Chronic exposure to airborne ammonia can increase the risk of respiratory irritation, cough, wheezing, tightness in the chest and impaired lung function in humans. Really? That's according to the EPA. You know what that means? That means wheezing, tightness in the chest, coughing, irritation, impaired, uh, impaired lung function. These are the symptoms of COVID-19. According to the FDA, those are the symptoms of COVID-19. Uh, it's toxic. Don't Do anything with it. Just don't use it. Decreasing of fertility in mice. Exposure to common quaternary ammonium disinfectants. Decreased reproductive performance in laboratory mice coincided with the introduction of a disinfectant containing both alkyl dimethyl benzyl ammonium chloride and didisyl dimethyl ammonium chloride, a DDAC. In summary, exposure to a common QAC disinfectant mixture significantly impaired reproductive health in mice. Boom. That's a, that's a big study. Exposure to common quaternary ammonium disinfectants decreases fertility in mice. That was 2014. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And uh, when I said, boom. There, that's a little shout out to Jordan Sather because he made it onto the FDA's website uh, where the FDA has a frequently asked question. Will Miracle Mineral Solution cure COVID-19? And For a good laugh to end the show, the FDA says, uh, no. (laughs) Uh, Miracle Mineral Solution does not cure COVID-19 and has not been approved by the FDA for any use, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, not safe or something. But the solution, when mixed as directed, forms industrial bleach that may cause serious and potentially life-threatening side effects. FDA took action against... Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing for Unlawfully Distributing Miracle Mineral Solution for the Treatment of COVID-19 and Other Diseases. Learn more or danger. Don't drink Miracle Mineral Solution or similar products. What are we dealing with? Infants? My son is more intelligent than this. My son, literally, if he finds, like, I hung up some flags in his room because he loves flags. And I had a little tack hanging this flag up, and one of the tacks fell out. My son finds the tack, he brings the tack to me, and he gives it to me. And I'm looking like, what what do you got, buddy? And his fingers, you know, little tiny fingers, he's not even two yet, and he's holding the tack. He knew it was bad. He gave me the tack. I was like, good job, Fox, good job, that's very dangerous. Thank you for showing that to Daddy. And then he smiles and he runs back off and he plays with his blocks. My son knew that. He's not even two yet. Tack, dangerous. Tack, hurt. Tack, not good. Here, Daddy. My son knows, like, when he finds something that he shouldn't touch, he knows not to touch it. And that's not even from me or his mom telling him or teaching him that. It's just like a natural reaction. And I know that because I don't think his mom has tacks laying around her house. I just had a tack that fell off the wall. He picks it up, brings it to me. Daddy, this is dangerous. And he's not even talking yet. All he says is, what's this? What's this? And I tell him, what, what, what is this? <laughs> and I told, him, that's a tack, buddy. Good job not eating it, right? It's like literally we're dealing with kids. We're dealing with the infantile mindset, despite the fact that my son is more intelligent than this. When you mix Miracle Mineral Solution, it forms industrial bleach. Do not drink bleach. Do not do this. This is dangerous. You know, it kind of reminds me to end on a funny note. It's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia uh, the episode where the the gang buys the the P Diddy style shrimp boat, right? <laughs> and they're out there, and Mac and Dennis they go to get boat supplies, and Charlie is uh, <laughs> Charlie's like cleaning the boat, and he's like, "Yeah, when you guys get back, he's I'm gonna scrape these barnacles off the boat. I'll throw them in a pot, cook them up. When you guys get back, we'll have uh, you know have a tasty dinner or something something like that." And Dennis is like, uh, "Those are barnacles. Uh, Mac, I think Mac said like, "Those are barnacles. Don't eat those." And then Dennis is like, yeah, seriously, Charlie, don't eat. Th- you will get very sick. Do not eat those. <laughs> do not." And that's the way I want to end the show tonight. Do not mix Miracle Mineral Solution and drink bleach. Do not spray bleach in aerosol form or any kind of QAC. Read the bottle. Even if you use it properly, which is always improper, just if you use a tiny dosage, which is always uh, uh, toxic, regardless of how small the dose is. Even if you use these tiny little portions and you do it how the company tells you to do it, it's still toxic and no one's doing that which in some cases in some states is a violation of state and federal law and yet the company can somehow sell the product in bottles that aerosolize it like it see the law doesn't protect from that the law is there to create a safer environment if the law is upheld but when companies can get away with things because they produce tens of thousands of chemicals that are synthetic, there's, not, there's nothing that anybody really can do about it. It's just, we just have to, we have to be made aware and we have to make decisions that are conscious and we need to inform other people about how dangerous things like QACs are. Pay attention everywhere you go. Look at what they're spraying. Get an idea because this stuff is dangerous. This, this lead paint is extremely toxic, Danny DeVito said in that uh, montage we played, and it is. Uh, it, lead paint's toxic. Uh, miracle, miracle mineral solutions, toxic uh, QACs are toxic. And the symptoms of being exposed to them are what? It's the symptoms of COVID-19. It's the symptoms of getting a vaccine. But when it's a vaccine, they say, no, that's the vaccine working. When it's a chemical, we don't even think that that could be possible. We think the chemical's saving us. It's like, no, it's all your body responding in the same way because It's being overloaded and injected with toxins. That's that's what's happening. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you all so much for listening tonight. You might have heard our commercial about the book and the subscription deal. It's still active until uh, January 2nd. So get yourself a copy of one of my books for free with your yearly subscription. It's only $40 right now, massively discounted. For the holidays, you also get access to the montages, all my digital books. It's all on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info, rdgable at yahoo.com. Take care of yourself. Read things. Be aware. Share this information with others. Stay safe. Stay informed. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Every year around the holidays, we heavily discount our subscriptions and books here at The Secret Teachings. That means you can get a one-year subscription to our archive, which includes the Montage Archive and all of my digital books, the published and the unpublished ones. You will also get an autographed physical copy of your choice of one of my published books, either Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, or Occult Arcana, shipped free in the United States. All of this for the discounted price of $40 throughout the holiday season. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and donate via PayPal or use the email rdgable at yahoo.com. Come join us on The Secret Teachings where you'll learn things like the origin of the word holiday. It comes from the Old English holiday, meaning holy day. So celebrate the holy days with the secret teachings for yourself as a gift or for someone else. www.thesecretteachings.info secret teachings dot info